Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is a Fightful Wrestling, and it is February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. We're here to talk WWE Raw and some pretty interesting news here on Fightful. Brought to you by athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and nordvpn.com slash Fightful. We have Denise Salcedo here with us. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty all right, actually. What? I'm doing pretty all right. What? I'm doing pretty all right. What? I'm doing pretty all right. You're all right. I'm all right. What? You're okay? I'm all what? right. What? You're doing I'm good? I'm all right. What? What? Well, I guess we're going to talk about it, guys. But I'll <laughs> get in the plugs before anything else. Interviews. I interviewed Larry D. live on the scene. His first post-impact interview Please check that out. Posted my interview with AJ Styles. Please check that out. Tuesday, I've got an interview with Gabriel Kidd, who's been making some waves over the last week. He was calling out Daniel Garcia. Uh, he didn't stop there. He called out uh, a few AEW names and New Japan names in our interview. You're going to want to check that out. I'm dropping a Nikki ASH interview where we basically talk about Denise the whole time. Um, and yeah, so that will happen. This Saturday, Denise and I are back here to talk WWE Elimination Chamber, but myself and Jeremy Lambert did our uh, did our prediction show today, and I have instructed the mods, if anybody trolls about the Bengals, put them in timeout. No exceptions. We have moved on past that. But, man, they're uh, also FightfulSelect.com, a pretty big plug. We're going to be talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin all the way throughout this show, Denise. Uh, we broke the news on Fightful Select that uh, WWE had made an overture towards Stone Cold Steve Austin to wrestle his first match in 19 years. Now, I encourage you guys, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is how we uh, sort of fund this whole operation. Also, via Super Chats here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. 
uh, donate a super chat below, or you can go to humperchats.com. You can leave your, your questions before the show, during the show. Let's just keep a little bit more of a cut. Humperchats.com. But let's go ahead and talk about it, Denise. Your reaction when you first heard... Well, I told you before I published the story. So, so I know your, your reaction was, oh, shit. Well, here's the thing. So you sent me a... Okay, so you sent me a DM saying, I'm going to tell you something and you cannot tell a soul. And I'm like, oh my God, what is Sean going to tell me? My mind is going in a million different directions. And I will tell you, that was definitely not up there with things that I was expecting. So I just wrote like, oh my God, what? And it was funny because then you told me and like going back and kind of seeing like my reaction to that with the what thing. And then it ended up being about Stone Cold. And so... So I'll tell you this, I didn't see that you reported it on Fightful Select. So I saw that some people were bringing up Stone Cold and I was like, did somebody else report it? And I was like, Sean literally just told me this. So then I go to your page to like double check. And I saw that you had posted the Stone Cold news probably like 15 minutes after you told me. And I was like, here's Sean telling me one second, don't tell a soul. And the next thing you know, it's everywhere. I mean, as we saw, like it's on PW Insider, it's on Wrestling Observer. It's all over the place now. And um, if I, I saw some people that were frustrated, they're like, can't you let anything be a surprise? Unfortunately, that's not the gig. But if I would not have reported it, it would have been reported like within the hour, probably by the end of Raw, I think. So um, there, there is a part of me that thinks, ah, you know what? They probably just even started this, this sort of talk to move tickets because they started to do two for one tickets today. Even if that's the case, that'd be a smart move on WDB's behalf. Are they doing that? They're doing the two for one tickets. Yeah, they're doing Damn, or they're I'm... doing good ticket deals right now. Yeah. Well, then in that case, I mean, like, I'm not surprised whatsoever that this is where we're going, but I'm curious. And Sean, I'm sure you can bring more light to this as to how long they have been trying to maybe clear Stone Cold. Uh, I had. Okay. So I first heard like a, a light like oh maybe they're gonna try to do it in january but there are so like oh you guys under, gotta understand sorry to, to stumble over myself the number of ridiculous things that i hear on a daily basis are like so plentiful like it's so ridiculous but i got this from somebody that has been so trustworthy that it was worth me checking out i mean quite honestly the first time i got the cm punk news it was from somebody who kind of jokes with me in the sports agent world. Like he would get off the phone and be like, hey, Hogan's going to beat Undertaker for the title this Sunday. And then he'd hang up. And he said, yeah, but really check on CM Punk. And my first thought was, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so that's how I felt last month with when I just heard the possibility of Steve Austin. I was like, get out of here. Come on. Like what? Who could he face? Then tonight I hear this and I'm like, oh, well, this is this is solid. This is from somebody who... Very, very solid. And I reached out to WDB. They didn't have anything to add to that. Um, the rumor, the pitch, the discussion is Kevin Owens. And we can pretty much tie that into Kevin Owens' discussion. He ran down Texas tonight an awful lot. Um, but man, uh, it, it's far from confirmed that it's going to happen. At the very least, they want him to get involved physically. But I think to them, I think to... WWE, if they're going to have him come out there and do a stunner, they would rather him be in his trunks and get a one, two, three. You know what I mean? They would just as soon do that and be able to promote it as a match. 
Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats and humper chats about this that we're going to be taking in all night long. Get them in. That one kid wrestling says Owens versus Stone Cold, Stunner versus Stunner. That's the pitch. That's the discussion. Uh, C says, normally I don't pay to watch WWE, but I have a subscription to watch soccer on the same channel. So I tuned into my first three-hour Raw, and I regret it. Well, the fact that you're here right now, I appreciate you. Uh, David Ruckman says, Raw wasn't terrible, but SRS breaking news was A+. Hey, we greatly appreciate that. If you want to support us, FightfulSelect.com. It's not just breaking news. It is uh, basically seven shows a week as well. Nerd Guru says, KO and Austin writes itself, Stunner versus Stunner. So, Denise, a lot of the, the online discussion is, oh, it'll be kick, wham, stunner, one, two, three, which, you know, that's what most people would expect. If you're going to put Austin in there with somebody who will take care of him, Kevin Owens is going to take care of him. That's the thing that I wanted to mention. So aside from the story perspective, so immediately like when you had told me the news and I was watching Raw and obviously I started watching a lot later and we already knew Kevin Owens was doing the whole, I'm probably not going to be at WrestleMania, then the whole Texas thing. And then today he sort of doubled down and was like, Texas sucks and he's burying Texas like a hundred feet under. And I'm thinking like, okay, like this is going to be like the person that they're going to be putting, uh, you know, if this were to happen, uh, Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens and then lo and behold like more news came out and etc right so as I'm watching this like story wise it makes sense for it to be Kevin Owens now aside from the story I think that Kevin Owens is the perfect opponent for multiple reasons if they were to do Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens and the reason for that is like one Kevin Owens is somebody that I think that the hardcore fans really love and respect and you know that he's going to put on an exciting match regardless of you know whatever restrictions there may be uh, with Austin in the ring or not Two, he's the guy that wrestles all types of styles. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm assuming, you know, can still go in there and, you know, do that brawling type of style. And that's definitely the same thing that Kevin Owens can do in there with him. So if you have both of these guys, you know, doing this, I think that this would, uh, I think Kevin Owens is the perfect opponent when you start to think about things like that. Tom Brady says Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both losing to old guys at Mania. Oh, Denise, what if they do Owens and Zane against Johnny Knoxville and Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. Oh. Let me tell you, I had a WWE veteran in my DMs this week very upset because they're like, they didn't let Brian Danielson wrestle for years and they're letting Johnny Knoxville wrestle when he had a brain hemorrhage. There were, I mean, livid. And I, I get it too. And it's legit too. It's not even like it's just some little thing. It's like a legit thing. So I think that uh, if you're angry about that, I can't necessarily, you know, fault you for that. Sean, yes. Question. If they were to do Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's got to be the main event of either night one or night two. You would think so, right? It's got to be. You cannot put anybody after Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, you just cannot. Like, nobody is going to get the reaction that Stone Cold will get. And that's why I think that, like, you can't do, you couldn't do a squash match there. You know what I mean? I just feel like if you're going to do this, you might as well go and do, like, an actual match. Like, I don't know, like, you know, how long of a match. I don't know. But I feel like you got to at least deliver something. And I think that it should be the main event. Personally, like if I were booking this, I would do it main event night two. Uh, But regardless, I think it could be main event night one or night two. But personally, I would go with night two, man. 
Nerd Guru says, hell of a way to get KO to re-sign and give him a match with freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think there were millions of other reasons that he signed as well, um, but good for him. Kevin Owens is kind of known within the locker room as being a pretty good moral compass. So, man, good, good, for, good for him if it happens that way. ShotKid29 says, Austin's my favorite of all time. The reason I'm a fan says a lot about WWE's current product. If true, I'm completely uninterested. I, I don't care. I'm at the very least morbid curiosity, Denise. I just feel like personally, if you're not interested, I get it because right now, you know, WWE has like such a bad relationship with a lot of the fans. And I know that a lot of people like based on the interactions that I see on Twitter, it's like anything WWE related. People are just like shutting it off, booing, negativity, negativity, negativity. Right. And like I, you know, given so much that has happened, you can't necessarily you know argue with those people too much. But I do think that at the end of the day, if anybody's going to draw any sort Sort of curiosity to you it's going to be stone cold steve austin re- regardless of your i think opinions of wwe regardless i think you still would pay attention if hey uh, if, if, if they start all of a sudden like promoting like hey austin's returning you've piqued my interest amir says maybe a squash match similar to cena taker uh yeah i would i would think it could possibly be like that maybe just austin kicking his ass the entire time like austin beating his ass for like six or seven minutes could be very good too um austin's like the one guy that i'm like no he shouldn't put somebody over he shouldn't put somebody over no, no. People want look. If Stone Cold's gonna do this match, people want to have everything. They want to have, you know, obviously the moment, you know, when he comes out. Obviously, we're gonna get that. He comes out, c- you know, kicks some ass, has some good moments, and we just want to get like everything that we once had before in the short amount of period of time. Like, I don't care about you know him trying to put someone over or anything like that. No, I just want to go in and you know enjoy myself and see something that a lot of us thought we were never going to see again. If, if it were to happen. Daniel R says, Austin Rock, Goldberg, nostalgia. Woo woo. Oh man. I, I would imagine the Rock would be involved next year. C says, rather had seen Austin versus Punk 10 years ago than see him now. Well, me too. To me, that is one of the biggest all-time misses is not doing uh, CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. If they And if they could have, they would have. I, I know that he was at least approached about it. Christopher Hart says, what is the percentage he accepts? Also, I'm excited, but I get why people uh, see this as desperate and tired move. I see both sides. Yeah, I see it too, but ultimately, if desperate sells tickets, then they're going to be completely happy with that. If it gets a bunch of people to subscribe to Peacock and it puts their numbers through the roof and somehow regenerates some interest, I'll tell you one thing, Denise. If you're doing this to regenerate interest, better creative has to come with it. And PW Insider had issued a report this week that I was able to find out was pretty well true. Vincent Wan does not see an issue with creative. Well, the thing is, millions of other people do, and that's why the audience has waned as the years go on. I think there has to be renewed creativity if he is, is on board because you you get like one good chance to get a lot of these people. Do you think that comment is out of cockiness, out of pride and ego, or do you think it's just from legitimately being detached and having a bunch of yes people around you? The latter. I think it's detached and having yes people around him, and he surrounded himself with traditionally Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard, who have had that reputation for a long time. 
I mean, to the, to the point to where both of them had left the companies and their roles, and Vince has surrounded them with the people that he knows will say that. Because it's just crazy. I mean, like, Vince ain't blind. You know, he's obviously seeing the fan reaction at the events, seeing the ticket numbers, et cetera, and, you know, everything else that surrounds the business and fan interest. So, like, to me, it is interesting as to why you would say that. I'm like, either you're going to say that because you have pride and you don't want to admit that you, you know, messed up along the road, or you're just having people around you that are like, everything's great. And, you know, you're starting to, you know, believe that. Uh, we've got Anakin JMT says, if Austin is going to go over, let it be against another legend, not a current full-time wrestler. Uh, I disagree. I think if it's, oh well, if it's going to, I mean, if it's legend versus legend, you can't do a, a squash match. And if it's him versus somebody current, you want somebody that'll take care of him. And it isn't going to hurt Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can make a positive out of this. He can spin gold out of losing to Steve Austin. I fully believe that. He's talented enough to do it. Honestly, like I, you know, Stone Cold, like Stone Cold, like let's just say against anybody else, I would say put over Stone Cold. I think the only person that I would say right now, no, like let's just say Roman, that would be the only person that I feel would have a strong argument as to why you wouldn't necessarily want him to, you know, lose to Austin. That's the only one, the only one that I can think of, but everybody else, Austin, C says, I'd watch if Austin cuts promos on Owens. The buildup, though, nostalgia is a drug. WWE has been in the nostalgia business for quite a while. And, I mean, when your audience wanes, that's what that's what you do. And other companies, I mean, look, Impact brought out the demon a few months ago to pop the crowd. Uh, AEW brought in Sting. Like, wrestling gets us when we're young, by and large. And you, you want that. And they, that's what they want. Uh, Adam Pearson says, have some money, my beautiful, beautiful friends. Thank you, Adam Pearson. We love you, buddy. Uh, Anti and Brick says, SRS, will you be your Valentine? Be my Valentine. Yes. And uh, much like Veer, I will never stop coming ever. KE775 says, Josh Alexander, AEW bound. Uh, I don't expect Josh Alexander to be out of a job very long, Denise. Uh, I hit up Josh Alexander earlier this week and I was like, listen, man, I don't know what's going on with you, but you got everybody that I talked to fooled. They didn't know if it was a work. They didn't know if it was a shoot. They didn't know what was going on because AEW wrote him or impact wrote him off TV. AEW is mentioning him. I had no idea what was going on until today uh, when his deal came up and that's a big free agent on the market. One of the best workers on the planet right now. Definitely. I think that that's somebody that if you're going to like, that's just somebody that is so good that if you are looking for somebody like that, I don't see why anybody wouldn't go ahead and, you know, try and invest in Josh Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, there's so much to talk about. Jesus. And I mean, we're talking about free agents. Look at all the free agents that are coming up soon. Swerve Scott is coming up soon. Like his deals up next week. Jeff Hardy's is up in a few weeks. Um, check out that that uh, the Matt Hardy podcast that that John Alba does every single week too, because they're they're always dropping little news bits on that show, like especially Jeff Hardy related stuff. Like they're constantly dropping stuff on uh, the extreme life of Matt Hardy. So I want to put that over. Go follow him at Matt Hardy Pod on Twitter. But um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't halfway doubt that like. If Jeff Hardy signs somewhere, just 
Matt Hardy arbitrarily barks it out on a on an episode of his podcast. He has been very transparent about how things went there, and it's getting exciting. Uh, ROH is on the way back too. I hear. Uh, yeah, that's Nerd interesting. Guru, that is interesting. Nerd Guru says, "So you mean to say douchebag yes men like CM Punk?" Uh, you know what? What? You know what? Bruce has never been a douche to me, so I'm not going to say that he's a douchebag. Bruce has always been very respectful to me in my experiences, and uh, I've had very limited experience with Johnny Ace. Lake Locke says, let's say Steve Austin couldn't do the match for physical or scheduling problems. What other Texas wrestling legend could face Kevin Owens? Well, the, the Von Erich boys aren't over enough to do that. They can't do that. Uh, you got <laughs> like, to appeal to a global like, audience. Who else is from Texas? Undertaker. Oh, yeah. But There's I don't more. think I just he's can't gonna... think of them right now. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, Terry Plus, Funk. Plus, it's got to be someone that's like a big deal, you know? Luis is Terry Funk. He ain't in condition to wrestle. But Ethan Smith says, Brock Lesnar spoke on the Pat McAfee show today and said he wants to fight Austin before – uh, or said he wanted to fight Austin before moving to UFC, Brock versus Austin. Buddy, I would be shocked if Austin takes an F5. By the way, that's another interview worth listening to. That was fascinating. Brock talking to Pat McAfee. Whew, I can boy. imagine. That was great. I need to listen to that. That sounds really good. But Jesus, like if they like if we were to someday get I hate to be like fantasy booking here, but if we were to get Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar, that would just be very, very exciting. Yeah. Dan, the man says, Denise, will you be my Valentine? I'm glad someone asked me. I was starting to feel pretty pathetic that Sean got asked first. I mean, there you go. Nico Rigoli says, just wanted to plug that I'm doing a 46 hour Lego build for charity. From Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv.com or twitch.tv slash Cosmic Night Fury 1. Trying to raise $3,000 for the Four Diamonds Fund. The leak is donate.thon.org. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it there. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, that posted uh, or I'll have that retweeted tonight as well, by the way, Nico. Uh, but me sounding that out isn't going to be isn't going to lead people to the link. So uh, I'll re-retweet your link. Uh, ShotKid29 says, unrelated, want to know your thoughts on Nick Wayne and that bit of news from over the weekend. So I asked AEW if, like, what kind of deal he was offered. And they have not gotten back to me yet, but Nick Wayne was offered a deal on the spot by uh, Darby Allen. It's pretty, pretty wild stuff. But uh Sweet Denise. kid. I've gotten to work several shows with him and he's just like the sweetest little kid. Like, it's just like, it's just so nice. So nice. Like, I was so happy for him. That's all I can say when I saw that. I was very happy with him having, you know, worked with him. Would you say he's about to make that green, Denise? Yes. Well, he could do that even without a contract with athleticgreens.com slash Fightful AG1. Man, this is a much better way to get your multivitamins, get your minerals. One scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. I almost stuttered there again. It includes a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, and a green superfood blend. More in one convenient daily serving. It's so much easier to digest than a multivitamin tablet. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes those multivitamin tablets pass right through you. You absorb none of the nutrients. That's something that uh, our, our MMA strength and conditioning coach used to preach heavily. He said, 
drink your multivitamin. It absorbs a lot better. You take it first thing in the morning. You don't have to worry about much else. It helps with your gut health and digestion, supports an immune system that is healthy, and it replaces pills with one healthy drink. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. It's got me feeling really, really good. And right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs Just visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I will also always plug that Baron Black of Terminus and AEW has put this over on Twitter uh, when I've plugged it. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So happy to be working with them for 2022. Truly love their product. Much more than I enjoyed some of the product that we saw tonight. Veer did not come at all today. On Valentine's Day? Jinx, you owe me a soda. It's Jinx, pinch, poke, you owe me a Coke. No, Jinx, you owe me a soda. I, you owe me a soda, Sean. I said it yeah. first. I'll, you going to Orlando? Yes. I'll get Thank you one you. there. I'll Thank get you, you one there. Nerd Guru says, I'd be remiss if my first super chat tonight wasn't to say that I, you have to absolutely watch Brock and the Pat McAfee show. It's hysterical and hell yeah. Well, we watched Brock on the interrupting promo and he was the highlight of it. Quite frankly, there's not... Okay, you know what? Actually, there was some good stuff here. Rollins coming out and doing the Rollins thing is funny. Riddle talking about getting locked in a gas station bathroom was funny. But Brock Lesnar stole the show. Despite those good spots, Brock Lesnar like hanging his his sweater and his hat on Austin Theory, and then Austin Theory just taking the picture with it, and then getting suplexed. I, I hate the interrupting promo but I thought they did really good with it here considering the circumstances. You know what this whole entire segment reminded me of? It reminded me of the breakfast club. You know, when you have like, you, you have the basket case, the prom queen and the criminal and all of these very different personalities. That's what this opening segment felt like because not one guy here is like the other guy. Uh, so that was one of the things that quickly popped into my head. But my favorite part of this was Brock Lesnar taking the selfie because I'm like, I didn't even know Brock Lesnar knew what a selfie was. So for me, it was kind of awkward to even see him do the selfie. And uh, him putting the clothes on to Austin Theory like he was a mannequin doll, that was hilarious. And also shout out to Matt Riddle when he did the little, like when AJ Styles complimented him on his toga outfit, he did like this little dance where he like turned around and he looked pretty darn hilarious doing this. Um, This was just a bunch of like a little bit of everything, but really it was Brock Lesnar just coming out and having a good time that made this, you know, anything worthwhile. Because other than that, it was just every other guy just basically coming out saying, why they're gonna win and that was it but there was just a little you know nice little mist of comedy thrown in there oh he was so good uh and brock lesnar even mentioned like surfing youtube today on that pat mcafee interview and uh it was it was so good like it was, Wait, what does he watch on youtube you like what kind of videos i'm butcher, gonna watch butcher videos like me he, he did videos? yes he did it because he was starting like yes Yes, legitimately. Brock Lesnar watches videos about butchering animals. I mean, of course. What? The- like, I know you're like, what the? But is that not the yeah, least it's surprising? Yeah, yeah. It's, thing. it's the least surprising thing like, that you it- could think of. <laughs> It's just so funny because like what you watch on YouTube is so much of your personality. And like, I 
I've never seen any of those types of videos on YouTube. I didn't even know they were out there. I'm not surprised whatsoever, but it's just funny that like he would go on YouTube to watch that. Like he ain't yeah. going to be watching DIY projects, but unless they're like cutting meats and doing, I don't not know what kind of meat. Not only did he go watch it on YouTube, he hit him up and then started, he created a seasoning with them as well. So Oh, yeah. wow. That's what I think that's what he was promoting besides raw being in Indianapolis. He was promoting the fact that he had a new seasoning thing, but uh, man, that, that's, that's so unsurprising oh that God. he would watch butchering videos. Can you imagine like a meat cooking show? I don't even like me, but like a meat cooking show with Brock Lesnar where he's got his chef's hat. He's chopping the meats. He's doing all of this, showing the seasonings. Yes. Come on. That'd be awesome. Guys, reminder, leave us a thumbs up, get in a super chat. Get in a humper chat. We would greatly appreciate it. We got the dirty D wags against the street profits again, Denise. <laughs> I, you, oh. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> You're laughing because you know what I think, right? Your nervous laugh. You went, uh, 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 uh. um, like, they they we, promoted, I, sorry to cut you off. They no. promoted Dolph Ziggler on NXT an awful lot here. They had Ciampa come out to do commentary, commentary, but like, why not give him an entrance? This was, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, you know, it was kind of trippy seeing Tommaso Ciampa like on Raw, on commentary. It could, took me a second to kind of, you know, adjust my eyes and to see it. Um, But I liked the fact that we're seeing more of this, which is so weird that it took them so long to really do this. But I like the fact that we're getting this, you know, tiny amounts of cross promotion between NXT and Raw. You know, we saw it with the Grayson Waller, AJ Styles stuff. And now we're seeing it with the Dolph Ziggler, Tommaso Ciampa thing. So on the bright side, that kind of added some interest to this. But I mean, regardless, this is a match that we've seen before. Uh, there There wasn't anything we haven't seen before. It's going to be the exact same thing that we say for every single Street Profits match. Great frog splash. It was awesome. And the other Topic than that, Hero. Yeah. Other than that, Hello. I can't tell you anything else that happened here because it's just like, that's it. But it, I feel like we need to make a bigger deal of like, you know, Tommaso Ciampa and, and, you know, being there and all of that. That should have been a bigger deal. Denise, they had him there to promote the fact that Ziggler was on NXT. Then they had Ziggler's team lose the match. Yeah. Weird, man. You know what's also weird? AJ Styles, a few days before he's in Elimination Chamber, gets 50 50 in a U.S. title match in four minutes with Damian Priest. Now, I know there's going to be some nerd out there that goes, well, what would you rather them do? You don't like it when the champion loses. I'd rather them not 50-50 the U.S. champ or AJ Styles. I'd rather them have some semblance of a creative plan. AJ is five days away from being in a title match, a world title match, and he just got pinned in four minutes by a guy he beat last week. But I will say that Sean, damn, Damian Priest needed that win. Like they shouldn't, yes. like, like he really needed that win. Like I get it. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't have had this match, you know. Um, but Damian Priest really needed this win. Like I cannot stress that enough. Where it's like I almost feel like it would, like 
Given the fact that we were stuck with this match regardless, it was going to happen. I think it would have been a lot worse to see Damian Priest lose again. And not only that, you know, for, you know, the U.S. title. So I think that if anything, this was the best outcome. And like you said, four minutes, they kind of did a lot that I kind of liked in this four minutes. I love all the action that they did on the ring apron with the sweeping of the feet uh, that Priest did on AJ Styles. I really like that. Um, I, you know... It was like a quick, like little funky, like it was, I think it was a quick roll up and he got the win. But regardless, man, Damian Priest really needed this. That's all I can say. Yeah, he did. But uh, my God, they could have, they could have booked this whole thing much differently to where everybody didn't end up looking bad from it. I mean, they shook hands afterwards. Yay. Good for them. Daniel R says, Sean, what are your what is the plan or your hopes for Ciampa? He's my favorite wrestler, but I'm not sure what's left for him in NXT and not sure how he feels about the main roster. I want him to feud with Orton, but I'm not sure that will happen. He told me on the record, he said, if I knew that traveling that much was going to be my job when I got signed, I wouldn't have signed there. He wasn't keen on it whatsoever. Just wasn't keen on it. So uh, it's He's hard to say interesting guy too like Tommaso Ciampa like I feel like he looks a certain way but he's like this very interesting person yeah uh we've got uh a super or humper chat that says uh hey Sean a little update on black wrestlers matter they can't stream the show but the video will be up after the show can you read off the card in case people are local to St. Louis uh, I can tell them to go to Missouri Wrestling Revival.com and see that card uh there's a lot of great talent on that show so I encourage you guys to check it out. Big Swole will be on the show. Uh, Jossie, a ton of good people. Myron Reed. So uh, please check that out. It's at MissouriWrestlingRevival.com is where you can find that full card. So funny oh story, Sean, that has nothing to do with this. But for the longest time, I couldn't say the word Missouri. Really? I used to say misery for I just could not say it like I could not pronounce it. It would take me centuries. You, I used to try so I used to say misery like misery. It took me so long to practice how to say the actual name. <laughs> so oh like, my God. I don't know why, but it just kind of reminded me of that right now. Omos defeated the Hurt Business, and they are still coming out as the Hurt Business. They have been on main event. They do not give a damn. They're still using the Hurt Business name. And I dig it. Why not? Um, but I wish they were doing something besides losing to Omos. But then again, if you want two guys to make Omos look as good as humanly possible, these are two guys that can do it. And I thought they did do it. I thought they made Omos look incredible. Uh, everybody here did their jobs effectively. Uh, in that sense, I liked it, but there's very, very little that I like about this. Um, I, I am done watching wrestlers that can't work talk or bump get this kind of push unless they like there's like that's why i keep saying denise the money is in who knocks him off his feet who slams him and who beats him you're not gonna have a big money run for omos as a singles wrestler i would like there to be i just don't see it right now 
All right, so two thoughts on this. One, poor Shelton and Cedric have had a fall from heaven since they were, uh, you know, doing their thing with Bobby Lashley. And it has gone from like, they went, remember when they were coming in every week with those super awesome suits and they were coming in looking all like, you know, all great and stuff and fancy and business looking, all the good stuff, right? And they were cool. Like for a good majority of Raw, they were cool. And now they're just like, they're just jobbers. That's it. There's nothing else to say there. Amaz, you know, they've done just about everything that they can to like get him over, but he's just not getting over. I don't see the people reacting towards him. And it's because I don't, I just think he needs more of like, I don't know. He needs more of a little bit of a personality. I think, you know, just something to get people like interested in him. Like the, like you said, I think the character itself, it's, there's no character. It's just like, Oh, he's a big guy, but we've seen plenty of big guys. Yeah. There's gotta be more to that. Yep. I completely agree. Uh, there's gotta be more. I I don't want to, I'm glad they're pushing him. I'm glad that he's protected in this push, but to me, Unless you got a plan for who beats him and who does that other stuff, and then they get a big push out of it, I don't see how this is going to pay off. And when, when he was with AJ Styles, like, because, you know, AJ is, like, pretty funny, like, their chemistry together really, like, showed some of his personality where, like, he was getting over without really, like, doing anything. But ever since that, it's like we don't get to see that anymore. Now it's just, like, you know, the roar and roar and that's it. But you're not going to do anything with that. So... I, in a way, like separating him from AJ, like, and I'm so glad that they did, by the way, but separating from AJ, it, it's showing in terms of like the the blandness. Nerd Guru says, didn't watch it all, but saw clips of Athena versus Thunder Rosa and got to say, uh, uh, Tony Khan needs to sign her immediately. I think she can be primed to beat Jade at double or nothing. Athena, the former Ember Moon, had a banger 30-minute match with Thunder Rosa. Holy crap. Um, that is the type of match that you have as your first independent match when you have been creatively frustrated in WWE or anywhere. You let people know immediately what you can do with a top person, and she did that. Uh, hats off to her for that. The Reggie Dana Valentine's Day segments. They're running around. They're in restaurants. They're saving the 24-7 title. And eventually Reggie looks like he's about to profess his love. And then Dana's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just friends, just friends. And he's like, okay, you're right. Then rolls her up and pins her for the 24-7 title. Dana Brooke now has the second longest reign of all time behind Reggie. As a way to get the title back on Reggie, sure, whatever. All the dorks chase him. This is harmless. All right, so breaking news. Denise is going to put over the 24-7 championship segments. This was my favorite thing. I, I love this. I loved this. I thought this was the best thing that they've done in recent, like the last couple of months, actually, with the 24-7 title. Uh, it was hilarious because she's legitimately friend zoning him and she was so like oblivious to it and didn't even like care. She was just like, you know, you're a typical blonde. Like, oh, I'm so cute, whatever. Right. But she wasn't doing it like in a malicious way. She was literally just like friend zoning him. Right. And so we kind of got the tease last week that, you know, Reggie was going to be friend zone. But then today she kind of got his hopes up by giving him a kiss. And so Reggie's kind of like, hey, you know, I want to ask you of this and that. And it was hilarious because she's like, 
hey, we're just going to be friends. And Reggie's like, well, then in that case, like he first like made sure that they were going to be just friends. And once he realized that they were just going to be just friends, that's when he essentially, you know, took the belt from her. I love this because right afterwards you have everybody, our truth and everybody making fun of her for, you know, being on, you know, being there just on the ground. And then she got stuck with the bill. Oh, I thought it was great. Like, I thought it actually paid off the, everything that they were doing with Re with Reggie and Dana. It made me like Reggie so much more. And it made me care about what, we, what we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. I thought this was a win. I liked this. Me too. Me too. What about the RK Bro segments? How'd you feel about those? <laughs> I think they could have been funnier. Yeah. I think that you. they didn't necessarily go all the way. They had all the tools, you know, they had Matt Riddle, who is very genuinely hilarious. And he's in this, you know, funny outfit. You got everybody in those, you know, togas and all of that. I think they could have gotten a little bit more creative, maybe made those segments just a little bit longer to add a little bit more comedy. Because the only thing that I can remember was Zelina's accent, thinking that the party was about her and Matt Riddle being like, this party ain't about you. And Randy Orton just watching like from, you know, a far in the locker room that was great too because it, it's literally like that is so relatable to be the not the non-cool person that doesn't even want to go to the party it's like now nah, i'm gonna stay home f the party i thought that was hilarious so i liked all of that uh i think matt riddle saying at the end and then that was and then they played beer pong and that's literally all that i can remember from this there wasn't anything that really stuck out to me C says, Reggie ain't no simp. Well, I hope you guys simp for us and you send some super chats and humper chats. We would greatly appreciate that. Well, Mysterio's and Alpha Academy. Chad Gable's so good. I just want to say that. He made a schoolboy roll-up in which I hate. I loathe the move. He did it phenomenally. But we're getting Miz versus Ray at Elimination Chamber because Miz was on commentary, ends up coming in and hitting the skull-crushing finale on Rey Mysterio. All of this encompassed. There's a lot going on. It feels like the Mysterios have been feuding with everybody over the last month, but still somehow nobody. Uh, <laughs> I They haven't... I, I don't know if how long this team is going to work for me, but I I just love watching Rey do anything. It's working for you, Sean? I, I said I don't... working for me months. Muted! I said, I don't know how long this is going to work for me. Uh, it's not right now. D Dominic ain't good. He's just not good. I know. I've been saying this, and I've been feeling bad every week for saying it. Bless his heart, but damn, bro. Yeah. And you know what's sad? This was actually the best that we've seen from Dominic today. His exchanges with Chad Gable. Chad Gable made it work. Uh, it was fine. It was passable. Uh, it wasn't, you know, anything too terrible. So if anything, today was probably the best that I've seen, you know, in recent memory. Uh, but yeah, it was funny because afterwards, I completely completely like you know you mentioned that you know the mysterios have been feuding with everybody and nobody at the same time when the miz and maurice were out there i swear to god it took me like five minutes to even realize what was going on like i had forgotten everything that occurred with the miz and the mysterios i didn't remember any of it and even after the match i was still kind of like huh that's really bad i covered the show i watched the show and i completely forgot what was going on with these people wasn't good. Wasn't good. Uh, except for Chad Gable's schoolboy roll-up. That was incredible. 
shout out to him for making that good. We have uh, Nerguru saying, the women's tag champs are just hot party girls now. Sad. I mean, I think that's a pretty good gimmick, honestly. I mean, I think they could they could make that work. Lita and Becky. Nerguru says, Becky Lynch's character work during this Lita feud is top-notch. It's been good since her return, but today shows her range as a performer. I agree. I think that um, Becky is just really, really good here. She is kicking ass. She is carrying this on the mic. Lita just has to be Lita. That's all she's got to do. So I'll say this much. Everything like from the recent stuff that Becky Lynch has does has done, you know, obviously it's outside of the man and all of that. Uh, since her return back to WWE, this like psycho, I'm on the edge of a breakdown. I'm a little bit emo right now mixed with anger. I don't know what you want to call this Becky, but I love this Becky. Like this version of Becky is the best Becky we have seen uh, since her return because, you know, I wasn't into what she was doing right when she got back. I was kind of like, oh, this is not what, you know, a lot of us really had hoped for. But this today, like her coming out and like being so outrageous with the messy hair and the, the emo look and you know the sad denim girl jacket she was sporting sad girl summer all around man and so she gets in the ring and I love it because it makes sense you know she's talking about her teenage idol trying to take away you know what means so much to her and Lita's just kind of watching her have this meltdown and you know she's stressed out and she's you know biting her nails and she's looking like she's doing her taxes and all of this stuff and oh I love this so much I thought that the way that Becky Lynch acted this out was so good uh she sold it so well where like it just really made me excited like even more so than I already was for it uh so I really think that Becky brought it here this was the best thing that she has done since she came back I thought it was great I think that they like I said if this match is six or seven minutes all right Lita can do a Lita can Rana she can do her moonsault she can do her twist of fate Becky can fill in the gaps. They could have a struggle over the arm bar. I think they can get six to eight good minutes out of this if that's all they need. As long as uh, Lita holds up, I think Becky's going to take care of her, and I think this is going to be a fun match. And Lita isn't somebody that we've seen in singles matches over and over again. This is This is going to be fun, I think. One of the things, so when I spoke with her, one of the things that she said was that she had been like doing intense training ahead of the Royal Rumble. And she kind of just, you know, like went from like, you know, doing certain things to prepare for, you know, the a match like the Rumble and like transition that into like, you know, for you know, preparing for a singles match. But I did think that it was super interesting. You know, we were talking about nostalgia earlier and kind of pulling things out of the blue to make, you know, things happen, right? I thought that it was super interesting that Lita said that immediately after her Royal Rumble match, where she was still like sweating, still trying to bounce yes. back from that match, was when she got the offer to essentially sign up to do this match with Becky Lynch. And I just thought to myself like, damn, that's pretty some pretty quick uh, out of the blue decision making to you know get somebody that hasn't wrestled in a very long time to be like hey like you want to do this and if so hey you got x amount of weeks before the big match and here it is so it was kind of interesting to see how you know lita was approached for that match and how it all essentially came about like the makings of it rather reminder guys super chats and humper chats head over to humperchats.com leave us one we would greatly appreciate it uh, also, this past week, myself and Jimmy did the first ever Outside the Ring, the Cat Cast. If you have a cat, 
Uh, we had a veterinarian on there, Dr. Sarah Wooten, who answered a lot of great questions. Please check that out. Also, another plug, uh, if you're looking to help out some kitties and some doggos, I am on Cameo now. You can hire me to roast you as these what these people did. That was kind of cool. And uh, 100% of the proceeds go to local animal shelters in my area. Check it out. It's on the pinned tweet uh, on my Twitter. So check that out. And Mother Shanrisa. Like, you know, get it? Mother Teresa, Mother Shanrisa. I get it. It just wasn't good. Well, An- sorry. Damn. Anakin says. I tried. Caught the contract signing. Couldn't believe how uncool they've made Becky. A far cry from the badass man we got in 2018. Also, the Bengals got unlucky in the last two minutes with those penalties. Ne- next season is a new season. They got unlucky with a terrible offensive line is what they got unlucky with. Uh, but I think Becky has been fine. She's not supposed to be cool right now. She's supposed to um, like she's supposed to be petulant and smarmy and a jerk. That's what she's supposed to do. Omar says, who do you want Rollins to face at Mania? What Ooh. are our options? Shit, I, I mean, maybe maybe Triple H or The Undertaker at this rate. I don't think so. I don't think any of them. What's, what's Lex Luger doing? Like, is he around? Oh, Jesus. They're going to bring in Disco Inferno for him? Like, that's what's next? Who do I want to see Rollins face? Uh, I assume it's going to be on the Raw brand. Who's on the Raw brand? <laughs> Who's on the raw brand that we care about? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give me some names, man. Who do we got? Damn. I'll just yay or nay. I think we're going. I think we're doing AJ and Edge. I think that one makes sense. That's got to happen. That's like a you got to do it now when you get the chance. The raw roster. Well, who do we got for Priest? Do, you, do we see them making their way pre-Seth somehow? Now, here's know. the idea I like. Anti and Brick says, I want Rollins in the Reigns, Lesnar, Triple Threat so bad. It'd be so perfect. Yes. That is the story to play off of, is Rollins finding a way to sneak into that match, playing off of history. Because that's the WrestleMania match that people fondly remember, is Rollins darting to the ring. And that's what I would like to see. Um... I think that would be very cool. Well, given that we don't have any other option, I don't know what else to, I don't know what other idea to pitch. If Lashley retains, it could be Lashley. Sure. But I mean, that would be right. Yeah. I, th- I think that could, it could happen, but then he would lose the elimination chamber. I don't know. I mean, maybe Rollins wins that damn title on Saturday. There you go. Can we get SRS versus Vernon Hargraves? Who the hell is Vernon Hargraves? Why, why do I got to look this up? Oh, that's the cornerback for the Bengals. I didn't even know who the hell it was. I don't I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to all that. I'm talking about wrestling today. Football is over for six months. For six months, it's over. I'm boycotting, boycotting the NFL until September. I'm not even going to ask you anything about it, Sean. Good. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to let you, you I'm going to let you, you know, grieve. Yeah, you should. I'm still grieving. Yeah, I'm going to let you do that. I, so there were a I lot of people, like- there were a lot of people that were trolling and they're like, oh, I bet you're so bummed. And I'm like, what? The Bengals were supposed to win six games this year. They're in the Super Bowl. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs till maybe next year if we're lucky. 
let alone be in the Super Bowl. Like that wasn't in the plans. But I do have one question for you, Sean. WrestleMania 39, SoFi Stadium. Are you going to be able to walk in there? Yeah, of course. Are you sure? That's kind of yeah. sad. Like because, I would be able to because I can. I can. Being from Cincinnati, I will represent the Bengals, and I'm going to walk right up to you, and I'm going to kick your ass. What the frick did I do about it? I didn't do I'm shit. Gonna kick your ass. Yeah, try me. You think only that, you can kick my ass? Yeah, I'm going to beat you in a foot race soon too. Like that's Bro. happening. I'm gonna I don't know how to smoke tell you, you this. I don't know how to tell you this, but you did not mess with a short, feisty Latina from LA. All I right. saw you running the 40. Savage. I saw you running yeah, the 40. It was embarrassing. If I'm you, angry, you did this. Sean, if I'm angry, I get like crazy strength. Okay. Like you have like you have was it like mama bear strength when like you're put in those situations? Bro, I will like I'm so competitive that I will do like I will do anything to beat you. Denise, I don't care. I'll do it. I'm savage. I don't care. I'm going to try to find the video of you running the 40. It was so funny when you took Sean, off. I will this. throw you off the top of the SoFi Stadium. Muted. When Denise took off running for her 40, her arms did this. She went. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sean, <laughs> Sean, I forgot. Oh my God. There's a player that my fiance said, there's this football player that he said that I run like, because apparently the guy's like short and he runs like this. I don't remember the guy's name though. And he said that I run like him because my arms go up and I think it's cause I have like a short body, but anyways, it was pretty darn hilarious, you know, but you know what though? I'm warmed up. When's the last time you ran a 40? I don't know. I'm last warmed week. Up. Last week. Well, I'm going to start training, Sean. 
do it every week when I work out. What are you talking about? You should be, you should be sprinting at least every few weeks, Denise. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I sprint in my hallway. Oh, Look, boy. the point is, Sean, that I'm willing to do what it takes to kick your ass. There is no way you're okay. kicking my ass on my home turf. Yeah, I will. I will. No. Nerd Guru says at least the halftime show was awesome. I, but it was I sexual it. anarchy. <laughs> Did you see Dr. that guy's post? Dr. Dre still isn't loving police? Boycott. <laughs> Boycott. It was amazing. Um, I felt so happy. Like, I felt so, like, I don't know. It was just a good, it was a good halftime show. It was fun. Well, get this, guys. Denise is going to be running scared from me. But fortunately, she'll be able to use NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and she won't miss any of her favorite shows. That's because none of them will be geo-blocked when she hits the bricks and vanishes and tries to stay incognito, that's because she can change her virtual location with just one click with NordVPN.com slash Fightful and access content from over 59 different countries. She can pretend she's in Bangladesh. She can pretend she's anywhere and still watch all the shows that she's loving without missing them due to geo restrictions. And when she's traveling, she doesn't have to worry about that scary, janky Wi-Fi that she's going to be on that's going to be a hotbed for hackers. That's because... NordVPN.com slash Fightful secures you. Gives you that peace of mind. You can use it on up to six devices. Laptop, phone, smart TV, iPad, even your router. And it's the fastest VPN in the world. You can also subscribe to any number of services uh, a little bit cheaper based on what company you select. You can get a lot of uh, MMA pay-per-views much cheaper as well. Lots of ways to get around that process, and you'll end up paying for it just by you'll end up paying for your NordVPN uh, subscription just with the savings that you have on any given month when you buy like a, a big boxing pay per view, big MMA pay per view, and the like. Get up to uh, 70% off your NordVPN plan and one additional month for free. I love working with Nord, I use it every day, have it on my, my Surface Pro have it on my desktop, have it on my phone, and I got it on my smart TV now as well. Loving it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check them out. We greatly appreciate them. And uh, tweet them at NordVPN. Let them know you heard about them from us, even if you haven't tried their service yet. That greatly helps us out. Alejandro says, looking forward to next year's uh, or next year for a possible Mania match. Who would get the bigger pop at the 2023 Royal Rumble? SRS for the men's Rumble or Denise at the women's? I think you have more goodwill built up than I do. What does that there's even a lot, mean? There's mean? a lot of there's a lot more people that hate me than you. So I think you would get the bigger pop. I actually think. Well, yeah, you are more hated than me. That's just because more people know you. But a good amount of people hate me too, Sean. As they should. Uh, Rhea As they should Ripley, hate you too. Rhea Ripley ran the gauntlet. Uh, so on FightfulSelect.com tonight, we posted the Raw plans. And I mentioned Rhea Ripley was going to look strong here. She went through three women. She went through Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and Liv Morgan. Until she ran into Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley had an incredible performance. That's how you have someone lose, but still make them look good. Now, granted, Nikki, Liv, Dewdrop didn't end up looking so good, but Rhea Ripley needs to be top tier. Now, so does Liv, I think. Liv needs to be there as well. Nikki can work her gimmick and still do what she's going to do. 
But Rhea worked 44 minutes, Denise. Nurguru says Rhea felt reborn tonight. I know she won't win in the chamber, but give me 10 more minutes of her and Bianca at the end with Bianca winning. So that's the thing. Rhea ran all that. Now I would love to see her also be one of the, like number one or two in the chamber itself and feel like the, the deck is stacked against her. I would love for her to like feel like she's got something to prove, like, like a chip on her shoulder. I thought it was an amazing performance from Rhea Ripley tonight. And the end, Ripley versus Bianca. That's something I want to see more of down the line. This was the best thing that they did on Raw tonight for sure. It's probably one of the best things that they've, like a good period of time where when the announcer said Rhea Ripley has been in here for 40 minutes, I thought, what? I didn't even realize 40 minutes had gone by because I was- 40 of it was a commercial. (laughs) that's true too and i fast forwarded the commercials so there you go but anyways i just felt like i was so entertained and each match that she had was so different and i think what uh you know the person just wrote in the super chat of her being reborn is probably the best way that i can put it into words as well because rhea ripley legitimately like came into the raw roster and was you know oh my god we were so excited you know her and oscar and you know all of that was good stuff until it actually happened and then it wasn't great stuff and then unfortunately the the her reign wasn't that great either so i feel like a lot of things kind of like knocked her down a couple of pegs and so she finally you know today I would say it was kind of like this reminder of like when you book Rhea in a way where you can show her strengths and the way that she is, you know, what she can do in the ring, it is phenomenal. Like I was, I knew she wasn't going to win the gauntlet. Okay. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but damn it. Did they make me believe it for like a quick second? And here's the thing, like, each match was different. Like Rhea and Nikki, like granted, this was a rematch regardless, but it was like, uh, you know, it was very aggressive between both of the girls. I love when Nikki was like literally kicking the hell out of her. Like that was pretty cool too. Um, her and Liv Morgan, like this one, they went a good amount of time as well. But the way that she got her with the riptide, I think was what I really enjoyed because it just, again, just very, very aggressive. Um, but the one that I really loved besides Bianca Belair was what she did with Dewdrop. I think what yes. she did with Dewdrop was very high up there because uh, there was a moment where both of okay so she tried to get her with the riptide and she couldn't pick her up and then you had this moment where one of them i forgot who had butts who first but they had but each other and like it looked pretty freaking awesome like i was pretty uh, i thought that both women looked good here uh i really liked it when she did get the riptide on dewdrop i legitimately popped for it i thought it looked pretty sick the way she did it then she finally gets you know her match with uh bianca belair here and i knew like okay you know there's no way bianca belair is gonna lose to rhea ripley um, bianca belair you know she's at a different level as she's been consistently at that level and secondly you know obviously she's the fresh woman in like she's not going to just lose like that to rhea ripley but regardless, is they didn't do it in a way where it was like Bianca goes in there, takes out Rhea Ripley, and oh, that's it. They actually gave them a good amount of time here too. And they just did so much that I pretty much like really enjoyed. Finally, with, with KOD, good win. This was this was this was a this was the best thing that they did on the show. Great rebuild for Rhea Ripley. I loved it. Moan says Rhea was my MVP tonight. SRS, if the reports of Rhea being in the Becky Bianca match at Mania are true. And being the challenger after many are true, then Rhea is my pick to win the chamber. Bianca gets inserted because she still has a claim to Becky. 
I haven't heard those reports. I don't know where those came from. I haven't heard that. I've heard since January the plan was for Bianca and Becky. Now, they could always change that because they change it all the time. But they got to build people. And if you're Becky Lynch, you're telling WDB, hey, build people. That way I don't have to face somebody that is on like a four-match losing streak. Well, a lot of people said, who will the sixth woman be? It's Alexa Bliss. Aziza says, Alexa Bliss segments are just confusing. I felt like this was the least confusing segment that they had because she's fixed now. She's okay. And she's joining the Elimination Chamber. But she's got a Lily doll that isn't Lily. It's a replica that's stuffed with the original stuffing. But you're shaking your head like like some kind of... Sean, do you want me to like... I'm sorry, but I don't know how you thought this one was the least confusing one of them all. This was the most confusing one of them all. The whole point is that she needs to move on from Lily. That she needs to go on yeah, and live stupid. her life as a normal, regular person. Okay, so he supposedly heals her by giving her a replica of Lily with the Lily remnants inside the replica. I'm sorry, how is she cured? She's going back out there with the doll. This doesn't make sense. Like, if this was the way that this was going to be, then in the first segment, in the first little skit, he should have been like, here's a replica. Now go out and have a good life. No, listen, you don't understand. The booking is supposed to be shitty, Denise. Well, I mean, I get that ass. No, I don't think so. I'm, jo- uh, I'm joking, Denise. No, I don't think it's supposed to be. That's you what I was trying to say. I almost <laughs> fell for it. I almost <laughs> fell for it. But I caught myself, Sean. Oh. here's the thing here's the thing about this like i get that it's shitty okay but i also feel like they don't think it's supposed to be shitty (laughs) like in their eyes this is good right so you tricked me but the point that i'm trying to get at is this doesn't make sense why couldn't the therapist just give her the damn freaking lily doll from the beginning of the replica I mean, if if there were nine of these, I think this is the one that makes the most sense and it still doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Doesn't make sense at all. Sean, it doesn't make sense. She had a studded jacket. What does that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with anything. How so? Because I just said it. Alexa or uh, Alex from Sour Grap says, Sean, that psychiatrist is a shill for WDBShop.com. Well, I'm a shill for FightfulSelect.com. And Alex will have Sour Graps for Raw and SmackDown this week. I don't know if he's doing Sands of Time or not, but um, there you go. Omar Diaz says, what will Mansoor do? To me, I thought they probably should have just had Miz show up there and then Mansoor wrestles Miz on the spot in Saudi and then wins but Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton I'm able says going back to who should face Rollins at Mania how about Ciampa um I'm not convinced that they would have him ready I mean Ciampa even said I know nobody ever mentions uh where I'm from like I'm a part of some distant galaxy instead of a company that, that works for you guys but here I am I don't think that they'll they'd have him ready and if they did I don't know if it'd be that convincing based on WWE's booking I think Champa and Rollins would have an amazing match and could, but I just don't have any confidence in WWE to build Champa. Unfortunately, I wish I did. Rollins defeated Orton, which is probably what you should do if, I mean, Orton's not wrestling Saturday, so why not? Rollins is a top guy. I'm okay uh, with that. There was a lot of 
goofiness here. Alpha Academy comes out to distract Orton. Riddle makes the save. Rollins hits the stomp. A fun match. A former WrestleMania match. I'm good with Rollins getting the win because he's heading into the chamber. Orton isn't. No problem in the world with this. A, a main event quality marquee match on a Monday Night Raw. I thought this was completely effective. Agree with all those points. Love the speed in which both of these guys work together. Love the superplex. Love the body slam. Love the RKO. Uh, loved a lot of stuff from this. And I thought that the finish, like, it was a little bit goofy, you know, having Alpha Academy come in. But all right, it makes sense with everything that they've been doing. Uh, Riddle following up with his toga outfit. That was hilarious, too. Uh, Seth getting the win. Definitely had to, man. I mean, again, you know, they've been keeping Seth pretty, like, pretty strong the last couple of months. So good for him. Nothing else to add. Jambeard says, can we have a moment of silence for Louis Dangor's Twitter game after the Wyndham and Seth comments? Uh, yes. How about this? You can go to Fightful Overbooked. That's YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked or FightfulOverbooked.com. That's our new podcast network. We have a new show called Dunking on Dangor where Jeremy Lambert just talks to Louis Dangor about how shitty he is at Twitter and how people dunk on him all the time. Uh, so every- here's an interesting thing. So uh-huh. I saw that Louis started watching wrestling in 2010. You know, he's never seen a live Stone Cold Steve Austin match. Yeah. I don't, Isn't that yeah. nuts? Hey, there it you go. Nuts. Some dunking material. There you go. I mean, he's, he gives you plenty of other stuff to dunk on him for, but we love Louis <laughs> Dangor here. Uh, but Raw, okay. But uh, right now you can listen to Alex bury it heavily at FightfulSelect.com with Sour Graps. If you want me to bury you and want to donate to a worthy cause, cameo.com. I'm doing cameos. All the proceeds go to local animal shelters in my area. Get yourself one. But Denise, you got a lot of stuff going on as always. Yes, I do. Um, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Please head on over there. I did an interview with Lita, which was a lot of fun. We talk about her return, having this match, Elimination Chamber, all of that good stuff there. I have an interview with Mickey James in which Mickey James talks about uh, her appearance at the Royal Rumble, why she did it, and she really goes into like an in-depth explanation as to why she did it and kind of like her mentality and her thought process behind all of that. I also still have these uh, lots of videos that you guys can go ahead and check out the smack talk showdown video that i did with myself sean uh luke and adam which was a lot of fun too that video is doing great uh head on over there youtube.com slash denise salcedo i got more stuff coming up on there um and i think that's kind of about it twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo and all the shows you guys know them the flyer for all my shows is up for this week on twitter i'm gonna draw on your youtube denise yeah we do fun videos it was fun for me it was fun. It was a good time. I know. I'm not going to spoil it like you did on last week's show. Yeah, we already did. I mean, I won. I ran away with it. I dominated you. Just like I'm going to do in a foot race. Like, I'll do it in archery. I'll do it in a shot put. I'll do it on anything. Like, the Sean versus Denise Olympics. No. Oh, boy. Did you not see my axe throwing? Hey, Jambeard, you're getting timed out for this, and I'm not reading it on the air. Until next time, guys. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.